Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. If you're planning a meeting, conference, or special event in Missoula, consider the Wingate by Wyndham. Our event space is comfortable and flexible. Whether you need an intimate boardroom meeting or a conference war 100, Missoula's Wingate is the perfect fit. Our audio-visual equipment, upgraded internet, and flexible food and beverage policies allow you to put on an impressive show without breaking the bank. Call us at Missoula's Wingate, where we make you feel at home when you're not. To tell Nuana's hour number two, outstanding to be with you, broadcasting live from the Kurtz Polaris Studios. Kurtz Polaris at 2904 West Broadway in Missoula, Highway 83 in Sealy, online at kurtzpolaris.com. If you missed anything in the first hour, check it out on the podcast. The podcast available wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to the To Tell Nuana's podcast, courtesy of the Wingate by Wyndham Hotel. 329-1899, the phone number. All guests join us via the Rankage Brothers RV phone line, including Will Healy, who will hear from in about 20 minutes. He's the head coach of the Charlotte 49ers, but was the head coach of Austin P. is really the one who turned that program around. He was also a quarterback for the Richmond Spiders in 2008 when they beat the Montana Grizzlies in the national championship game. So all kinds of connections to this state and this weekend in particular. So uh, we'll hear from him in just about 20 minutes. Colton Nuanas is over there in Bozeman. He is at the Rockin' R Bar having, well, a rockin' good time. It was it was low-hanging fruit, Colter. I had to say that, you know? <laughs> No doubt. I mean, next hour up until kickoff, all pints at the Rockin' Hour Bar, $3. So if you need somewhere to that? get a quick beer, come on down. It's packed full of Bobcat fans. I actually seen a couple of Missoula people that I recognize in here, too. It's so interesting because these two schools, right, it's such a fierce rivalry. And everybody says it's 365 days a year, right? I do think it's 355 days a year, <laughs> except for the maybe the one or a couple times when they're both in the national playoffs. And I think that even people that dislike the Cats or dislike the Grizz, they can all agree that it would be great for Montana if we had two Montana schools in the Final Four. That would just be tremendous. So I think that there's going to be I mean, I don't even want to interest. start talking about what Cat Grizz and Frisco, Texas would look like. I realize that's a bit <laughs> pipe dreamy when you still got James Madison and North Dakota State uh, also alive and healthy. Thank you very much. But, I mean, it isn't. It isn't outside the complete realm of possibility, right? No doubt. And Tucker Sargent and I, I rode over with Tucker, former host of this show, uh, to Bozeman today. We were talking about exactly that. But the thing that would be the funniest part is North, North Dakota State has been such a foregone conclusion in Frisco, Texas, that they just call it Fargo South. There was 20,000-plus right. people there tailgating last year, and there was no less than 15,000 people in the stadium for North Dakota State alone. I mean, the FCS National Championship game has sold out, I think, four of the last five years because of NDSU fans. The funniest part about it, if Montana and Montana State were to play in that game, is there would be all sorts of hanger-ons in green and gold walking around the tailgates because they already had it planned for their vacation, and they're just going to go down there to watch it anyways, but NDSU exactly. wouldn't be in it. It would be hilarious for the, the mixing of all three of probably the most passionate fan bases in the FCS. 
Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, that that would that would be interesting. But hey, let's let's we got some time before we get there. Right now, we got to get to the games tonight. By the way, James Madison, Northern Iowa, they've just kicked off. Looks like a turnover on the first play from scrimmage. Northern Iowa gonna get the ball deep in James Madison territory. First play, it's snowing right now at James Madison. First play, turnover, and the Panthers got the football. The underdog now looking for a spark early in this one. How about that? Wait, it's snowing in Harrisonburg, Virginia? It looks like snow. Maybe it's pouring down rain. Maybe it's, it's just my rain. computer, but it, it is. Ever, Everybody's in long sleeves. It's ugly. Out. Has it ever snowed in Harrisonburg, Virginia? Oh, they're in the mountains. Sure, it gets chilly over there. I'm sure it gets chilly. It just, it just seems as if snow might be a little bit out of the question, but maybe. Maybe it is. Maybe That would be ironic if there's uh, a clear night game in Bozeman, Montana and not in Harrisonburg, Virginia. That would be that would be ironic. Well, we'll, we'll certainly keep you updated. They're reviewing the play right now. Coulter, you have a business, and your business is based in the World Wide Web. Indeed I do, so I'm on my computer all the time. And if you're not online, you're not making money, and it is important to make sure that you're online and secure. Am I right? Absolutely. Got to be cyber safe this day and age. Well, for you business owners out there, whether you have an online business or a brick-and-mortar business, it's still running through the web. We all know that's a fact. And in today's always-on world, your business demands a simpler approach to network security. At Blackfoot Communications, they deliver state-of-the-art security solutions from the perimeter to the endpoint devices and remote data backup for businesses across the state of Montana. They do. They're keeping everybody cyber-secure and ensuring that businesses run the way that they need to across the state. So ensure your company's network is online all the time. For more information, visit goblackfoot.com slash business. That's goblackfoot.com slash business. And you can click the link right here in the old podcast. We've made it so very easy for you. Go visit and find out how to keep your business or the business of people you know secure online with Blackfoot. Let's talk about the games that the Montana schools are playing, playing in tonight. And let's uh, let's start with the one that's going to kick off first over at Montana State in Bozeman. Do this for me. Montana State wins if Austin P wins if. What is it going to take for Austin P to win? Let's start there. Well, I think that Austin P has to show the same level of confidence, the same level of initiative, and the same level of boldness, quite honestly. I mean, Mark Husband talked about it on our show on Monday. He said... His initial plan was to go for the onside's kick after the first touchdown, but then they got a turnover, and so he didn't have to go for it until after the second touchdown, and then all of a sudden they're up 21-0. But he, he went all in in the first quarter, and the gamble paid off. And getting Sac State down early like that was enormous. And so if they can parlay that and keep on rolling with what's been just hot hand after hot hand, that could be huge for them. You know, I, you just wonder if they can overcome the factor of cross-country travel and fatigue because they're the only team playing in this quarterfinals. Them and Northern Iowa, the only two teams that played in the first round that didn't have buys. I guess Illinois State played in the first round as well. But so there's three of the eight teams that played in the first round. Five of the eight they got buys. But but Austin P has no question had to make the most travel. Fly to Sacramento, fly back, get the Friday night game. You know, some 1,800 miles away from Clarksville, Tennessee. So that's going to be a factor as well. Uh, but they are hot. So how do they execute and how do they match up? To me, I think that Austin P's offense is going to be able to move the ball. Javon Craig's one of the best offensive players in the country, Austin P's quarterback. They have skill players across the board, and they've been really prolific on offense. Can they stop Montana State's run game? To me, sometimes the numbers lie. Like, Austin P is seventh in the country in rushing defense. That's that's respectable, honestly, obviously. But they didn't play in the Big Sky Conference. They didn't play Cal Poly or Weaver State or Montana State or Sac State. So I don't know how they match up with the elite Big Sky Conference teams. We'll find out. And if they are as advertised, could be a long day for Montana State's offense. On the other hand, though, if they aren't as advertised, Montana State might be able to enforce their will. So I think Austin P. it's all about staying hot and staying bold. And so for Montana State, Coulter, they get an Austin P team that has looked absolutely outstanding. They have for the last six weeks, but they're also, as you pointed out, they've been traveling all over the place. A short week for them as well, and they're traveling uh, to Bozeman, 5,500 miles the last six days they've put on. What do you think Montana State needs to do to win this game? They need to stay true to themselves. As Jeff Chota has said, don't back a Bobcat into a corner. And they have to maintain that mentality. I thought that was the absolute key coming into last week 
It would be easy to be riding on your high horse after destroying your rival worse than you've ever beat the Grizzlies in in 40-plus years. Almost 50 years, in fact. And it would be easy to rest on your laurels and underestimate an Albany team coming off their very first playoff win and think, hey, we're at home, we got a bye, we're going to cruise. That wasn't the case. They played like a hungry a hungry team that had their backs against the wall, and they have to continue that today. But I think that they will. I think they were the one team in the bracket that really lucked out by an upset and get another home game. The fact is that you know it's one thing to play a Friday night game and then ride a bus all the way back to graduation. It's another thing to play at your home stadium, have your family already in town, and they graduate the next day. And that's the scenario for many of these Montana State seniors. So I think they just have to maintain the mentality that got them here. Well, I don't want to be too cliche or too unoriginal, but I just couldn't agree with Jeff Choate more. I think what he said was absolutely spot on. Generally in these games, the team that is more excited to play, that really wants to be there, is the team that is going to win the football game. And again, I I hate using the language of want to. Both these teams want to be there. They both worked exceptionally hard to be where they are, and they're both going to be excited to play. But sometimes one team just has more juice than the other team, and it's not totally explicable. But if that happens... If one team is clearly on a, on a, just on a higher roll, has more energy than the other team, that's the team that's going to win. And this is the most fascinating dynamic when you talk about a tournament. That's why a tournament is so sweet because every team has a different storyline, a different narrative, a different legacy. And we talked last week just about the Sac State team. You know, they had already accomplished the greatest season in school history, so everything else was icing on the cake. Austin Peay's in that same scenario. They've already slayed the Dragon. They've already toppled Goliath and beat the four seed on the road 2,200 miles from Clarksville, Tennessee. Montana State, they need a victory to affirm that historic season. Montana State is having one of its best seasons of the 20th century, or 21st century, excuse me, one of its best seasons of the FCS era, but it's not definitively the best. They have not won two playoff games in the same season since 1984. They have not advanced to the FCS semifinals since 1984. They can tonight, so this is a pivotal and paramount moment in their program's history. We'll see if that provides extra motivation or not, but make no mistake, it's a historical, uh, it, it has historical ramifications what's on the line in Bozeman tonight. Tutel Nuwana's 102.9 ESPN Radio, SWX Montana, television across the state. We are live. I am with you from Missoula Coulter at the Rockin' R Bar in Bozeman. Thanks for letting us be on board with all of you. By the way, update, James Madison reversing the call. So it was a rule to fumble on the field. They said no, the knee was down. So James Madison has retained the ball. They're now second down at about 12 on the 50-yard line. So uh, in the first drive of the game, still 0-0 early in that one. Coulter, let's change our our focus to Ogden, Utah and the Weber State, Montana game. Let's start with Weber State. They got trounced 35-16 and it wasn't even that close in Missoula. This turn the table. Weber State wins if what? Weber State wins if they can reassume the bravado that makes them, that, that has made them the most successful team in the Big Sky Conference the last three years. Weber State more than any other team in the league, except for maybe Montana State, Weber State has to be the enforcer. They have to be the tough team in the game. And they were, I think that was the thing that really got away from them. They had never experienced what they experienced in Missoula. One punt block turned into another rolled back punt snap, turned into an absolute butt kicking. And they have not gotten physically destroyed like that ever. And I think that they really just folded in the moment and it's easy to do in front of a rabid Washington Grizzly Stadium crowd and when you have many of the guys that you count on to bail you out go down with injuries I mean I think that those are, are huge factors for sure but Weber State when they have the mentality and the bravado of an enforcer they're able to dictate the, the physicality of the game and Weber State's biggest personnel advantages are on the lines, particularly their defensive line. So they need a close game or a big lead to let that advantage play out. They need to have a little bit of a cushion to be able to rush the passer. And they need to have the confidence of being the enforcer on the block. So uh, I think that that's why whoever sets the tone early is going to have a huge psychological advantage in this game. For For Weaver State, though, they need to get back to exactly what has gotten them to this point. They need to be the aggressor and the enforcer in this contest. 
And for the Montana Grizzlies, they had the huge win, obviously, as we've talked about, but it's always hard to beat a team twice. And we said, you and I both said yesterday, would you rather have lost a game that you had to play or won a game that you had to play the team a second time? We both said lost. So what's it going to take for the Grizzlies to beat Weber State for a second time in one season? Well, they absolutely have to just forget that they ever played Weber State. They have to forget the result in Missoula. They have to forget the way that they played. And they have to play with the hunger that they played in Missoula. But more than anything, we, we talk about Montana State and the element of team. And I think Montana is a cohesive team, too. I think Bobby Houck has done a tremendous job of eliminating the star system and really bringing the locker room together. That said, Montana still has the headlining stars in the entire Big Sky Conference and some of the headlining stars in the FCS. And it's because just the level of talent of those guys. It has nothing to do with personality or promotion. It's all about just who, how good they are. And so for Montana, I think it really comes down to their best players playing their best games. That's what Montana's going to have to do from here forward to continue to win. They need Dalton Sneed, Samari Toure, Dante Olsen, Robbie Houck, and Marcus Knight to play their best games. And if they do that, they're going to be hard to beat tonight or any other night of the year. But for that to happen, those guys are going to have to really click and synchronize together. And I think they can do it. To me, talking to Dalton Sneed earlier this week, you, you can see it. He's got that look in his eye. He truly understands that this is it, that we are coming down to it. The hourglass is running out of sand. And I think that he's more than excited to embrace the moment. So to me, it comes down to Snead and the rest of Montana's elite talent playing their best games in Ogden, Utah tonight. Well, it's going to be great. Uh, saw some pictures from uh, the field in Ogden, Utah. It looks clear but cool. In fact, even cold snow all around the stadium, but the field looks well. It's uh, great. Not that it needs to be in great shape. It's field turf, I get that, but it's all cleared off, and at least for right now, no precipitation, no snow falling, obviously, in the next two and a half hours plus. That could all change, but uh, at least for right now, it looks like a pleasant evening in Ogden. Coulter, what's it like in Bozeman right now? Uh, it was about 35 degrees when we walked inside, but pleasant, clear, uh, clear sky, sunny. Uh, so now, I mean, we've been inside now for a couple hours here. So let me pull up my weather app. But it's, it, it was a high of, I think, 28 in Bozeman. So maybe a little bit chilly, but it is clear and crisp. Uh, weather right now, the weatherman right now says it's 33 degrees. It's mostly cloudy, but there's no precipitation, so it is dry. Uh, so it should be a, a chance for a clean game. And, you know, Gus, this might be my dream come true because you got two of the better runners teams in the country if they have no trouble holding on to the ball we could have tit for tat and strength versus strength so this could be a war in bozeman tonight that's what i'm looking forward to so much yeah everybody can follow your lead now coulter and just watch the lines play okay you don't gotta look at anything else tonight you just watch the lines in bozeman and have a great time with it absolutely i mean i i honestly think that watching you know the interior offensive linemen versus elite talent on the interior of the defensive line like Montana State has on their offensive line and Austin P has anchored by Josephus Smith man it's uh it's fun 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 to watch it's it's a whole different sport it's it's like wrestling and uh UFC wrapped up into one <laughs> and I love the combat I love the battle and it's gonna be really fun to watch these guys lay it all on the line tonight Quick update, uh, James Madison, though they were able to keep the ball on the, uh, on the fumble, they did slide on the drive, and now it is Northern Iowa's turn. They got the ball uh, for the first time in this game in their own territory, fielded a punt on the 10-yard line. It's not going to be about third and eight uh, on their first uh, drive of the football game. So still nothing, nothing between Northern Iowa and James Madison. 9.45 remaining in the uh, first half of that game. Coulter, uh, we, I know you got to get over to Bobcat Stadium, and yes, we got to interview that we did with Will Healy earlier on uh, today who was he's the head coach of the Charlotte 49ers uh, and he used to be the Austin P head coach he's really the guy who got that program turned around and got a bunch of great uh, FCS draft classes in there which is you know again the guys who are going to be playing tonight against uh, Montana State and then was also a quarterback on the Richmond team in 2008 that played and won a national championship against hello the Montana Grizzlies in Chattanooga Tennessee so we'll hear from him after, but just a quick word for you on, on Will Healy and, and uh, what he is, a 33-year-old head coach of a FBS team going to the Bahamas Bowl now. It's, a, it's, a, it's amazing that all roads lead to Chattanooga, Tennessee. It's a very interesting dynamic because Javon Craig, the quarterback from Austin P, he's from Chattanooga. And 
he talked earlier this week in an article by Greg Rockach of the Billings Gazette about how he grew up his whole life going to the FCS National Championship game in Chattanooga and how he knew about FCS football because of that and how he knew it was a good level of football. So when he got offered by Will Healy, he was more than willing to go play at this level, even though, you know, who knows what sort of talent he might have had coming out of Chattanooga, but he was more than willing to play at this level. And then you talk about Will Healy from Chattanooga, led the Richmond Spiders to the greatest win in their program history in Chattanooga. And then you talk about the fact that that win was against Bobby Houck in Chattanooga. So you have cross-pollination all across this thing. That's what makes college football so fun to me is just the relationships and how the wicked web that we might weave, it is not very broad. There is a lot of connections. Even when you're talking about teams from across the country, you can make to Montana and otherwise as well. So uh, Chattanooga is the, the, the spot that binds all the characters that we just talked about for the last 25 minutes. But I'll leave you with this. It's a great day to be alive, man. The fact that both Montana schools are in the Elite Eight, this is something that I've been waiting for a really long time. It's awesome. We talked about it on the Big Sky Breakdown earlier this week, but it is awesome when teams actually and truly fulfill the potential and the prognostication that you have for them. And that's what we're seeing with the Grizzlies and the Bobcats right now. I think it's awesome that the Big Sky is going to have at least one and maybe two quarterfinal, or excuse me, semifinal qualifiers. And, uh, you know, I think it's also tremendous for the FCS because if, if Montana and Montana State were to win tonight and NDSU and James Madison were to take care of business this weekend, now you have arguably the four most passionate fan bases, the four premier, most publicized, and most high-ranking FCS programs in the country in the semifinals. It, it's what we would, if you were just to say, what are the expectations of every program? Here's where they should be. If you were to really account for every little thing, these are the four teams that should be there, and we're only one step away from that. And I think that's awesome, amazing for us, for the Big Sky Conference, and for FCS football. Yeah, it's a great point, and it is it is true, and it's uh, it is a great day to be alive. It's going to be a ton of fun starting well in just about a half an hour from now. Already started at James Madison, so Coulter, enjoy the game. Get on over there. I know you got to hustle across a, a little bit of town to get into the stadium, so yes, enjoy that. After this, though, Will Healy joining us uh, right after these messages. You know, guests, the Wingate by Wyndham is the Missoula Hotel that truly offers something for everybody. No doubt. It's conveniently located near the airport, easy for when your friends come to visit you. And you know, of course, my favorite, water slides. That's right. they got an awesome water park with a sweet water slide that's perfect for families, groups, and birthday parties. With the Wingate, they also have a terrific business travel rate, large meeting spaces for you and your clients, and one of the best rewards programs you'll find anywhere. Talk to me about breakfast. They're not messing around with the Continental. They got the full breakfast spread, man. That's what I'm talking about. I need that. They got you covered there as well. Just down the road from the Missoula Airport, the location is quiet and convenient. The parking is ample and free, and the staff genuinely cares about taking care of their guests. The Wingate is at 5252 Airway Boulevard. You can also call. Very simple, easily memorizable number, 541-8000. That's 541-8000. The best hotel at the best spot for a hotel near the airport. Let the Wingate by Wyndham in Missoula make you feel at home even when you're not. ESPN Missoula Sports Center. Good afternoon. Ryan Tutel here with you. Here's some uh, sports news for you. The Big Sky Conference has a couple of new head coaches and the FCS playoffs are into the quarterfinals. It started tonight in James Madison. Still 0-0 as they play in the first quarter. Uh, James Madison and Northern Iowa out halfway through the first quarter. No score yet from Harrisonburg, Virginia. After this game, which is on ESPN2, Weber State hosts number 6 Montana from Stewart Stadium in Ogden. That game at 8 o'clock. The Grizz does Mantle, the Big Sky champion, Wildcats 35-16 in Missoula on November 16th. And again, that game also on the Deuce. The playoffs will also be raging in the state of Montana as fifth-seeded Montana State hosts Austin P. The Governors went to number four Sac State and posted a convincing 42-28 victory last week. Montana State, fresh off a of 47-21 drubbing, drubbing of Albany, is gunning for its first semifinal berth in the FCS playoffs since 1984. This week also included plenty of action across the Big Sky Conference for the teams not 
participating in the playoffs. On Tuesday, Cal Poly hired former Eastern Washington head coach Bo Baldwin to lead its program. And then on Thursday, Northern Colorado upped the ante by hiring former Denver Broncos wide receiver Ed McCaffrey. Baldwin led EWU to six playoff appearances, five Big Sky titles, and four Final Four appearances, as well as the 2010 National Championship. McCaffrey, he won three Super Bowls, spent his last two seasons as a head coach at Valor Christian High School. That's Valor Christian High. A little different from Valley Christian. You may be familiar with. Hey, boys and girls. Two Tell the Waters, 1029 ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. Outstanding to be with you on this Friday night. Real-time updates. Five minutes left in the first quarter. James Madison, first and ten on the Northern Iowa 16-yard line into the red zone. Goes James Madison. Trying to open the scoring. Still nothing, nothing uh, there. We'll keep you updated on that. We are broadcasting live from the Kurtz Polaris studios. Kurtz Polaris at 2904 West Broadway in Missoula, Highway 83 in Sealy and online at KurtzPolaris.com. If you'd like to listen live, you can do so on the website, 1029ESPN.com. you listen live thanks to Opportunity Bank, your local bank, your opportunity. And it is time now for our Opportunity Bank coach's corner, Will Healy. He's the head coach of the Charlotte 49ers there in the FBS, but he was the Austin P. Head coach who got that program all turned around and was also a quarterback on the Richmond Spiders team that beat the University of Montana in the 2008 National Championship. He's 33 years old. He's taken a team to the Bahamas Bowl. Very, very cool. So please enjoy this conversation with now Charlotte 49ers head coach Will Healy. Well, we go now to the Rangich Brothers RV phone line. We welcome in the current head coach of the Charlotte 49ers football team. They are in a bowl eligible for the first time in school history. Will Healy joining us. Coach Healy, thanks so much for being with us. How are you? Glad to do it. Appreciate y'all having me. I'm doing great. Yeah, well, we're happy to have you. Now, people who don't know may be going, well, you know, it's great that Charlotte's bowl eligible, but why is why is the head coach on the show here in Montana? Well, a couple reasons. Will Healy became the Charlotte head coach after being uh, the head coach with Austin P for four seasons. Huge turnaround there at Austin P, and also was the quarterback of the Richmond Spiders in the 2008 National Championship game, in which Richmond beat the University of Montana for a national championship. So we got a bunch of stuff to cover here, Will, but let's start with you and your team right now. You're two and five at one point this season, and it's going okay. How's this thing going to play out? You rip off five wins, your last five. You make your bowl eligible for the first time. What changed in the middle of the season that made you guys just kind of turn the ship around here? Well, I think a lot of it was on me. You know, I mean, you, you get in early. We had some success. Had a shot to beat out. Uh, we're two and one, and uh, we went into Death Valley and played Clemson, and obviously that went about as expected. Uh, and then all of a sudden you, you lose the next three. Uh, and for me, from a culture perspective, I don't know if my same priorities, uh, the things that I was preaching were the things that we were really living by. And, uh, I mean that by what were our, what were our priorities in meetings? Uh, you know, what were we, what were we focusing on the, the small things that I think get you beat in, in big time football games and close football games, uh, you know, the culture pieces. Um, and, and I know culture is a word that's used a lot in the college profession now, but I mean, it's really, what does your process look like from Monday to Friday where you can have success on Saturday? And then what's your process look like for 60 minutes on Saturday to have success? So kind of zooming back in, focusing back in, uh, making sure that everybody's on the same page. And, uh, and I thought we got back to that the week we played Western Kentucky. We didn't win the game, but I still felt tides were turning, uh, I got back to who I was and, and what I believed in versus just kind of allowing a group that was having some success to, to continue with the ways that they had done it and, um, you know, learned a lot from it. And next thing you know, we come back home and play a really good North Texas team. We're down 14 points in the fourth quarter and find a way to, to score in the last minute. Uh, and then we, you know, that winning became contagious. We got hot, went on a roll, beat Middle Tennessee, went to UTEP, won our first road game of the year, came back home and beat a really good Marshall team, and then went on the road and beat Old Dominion to win five in a row. And uh, now, you know, make the first bowl game in school history, have the most wins in school history, and people around here are excited about Charlotte football. So uh been a special year, especially the way they responded to the adversity in the middle. And now you got a good head start and, and a pretty good foundation for what you can build on. 
I think that in this side of the country, it's easy to forget who some of the head coaches are that you had to square off against in your first half of your of your first season there at Charlotte. But I mean, I know that Elijah Drink, Drinkwitz has a role in at App State there in the top twenty. But then Dabo Sweeney, Lane Kiffin, Butch Davis. That was three weeks in a row. So for, as a young head coach, what was it like squaring off with those guys? Well, I'm sure they were looking at me like, I'm really going up against this 12-year-old. <laughs> uh, you know, so I don't quite have the history that, that, that those guys have. Obviously, uh, Drinkowitz just getting the Missouri job is is a great opportunity for him. He did a great job at App State. So did Scott Satterfield. So that, that program's rolling. And uh, you go in and play Dabo, a guy that, I've always looked up to and has been a really good mentor for me, um, you know, and, and the number one team in the country uh, with uh, that. They played 111 guys against us, so that could probably tells you how that game went, um, you know, and then you, you play Lane and, and Butch Davis and Doc Holliday and Rick Stockstool. I mean, there's some really good coaches in this league that have a lot more wins than I do and uh, have a lot more experience than I do. But yeah, I think you just got to be comfortable with who you are and what you believe in. And again, goes back to the culture piece. What does your week look like um, to be able to have a chance to have success on Saturdays? Will Healy joining us. He's the head coach of uh, the Charlotte 49ers there in the Bahamas Bowl this year, Friday, December 20th, taking on Buffalo. And, Coach, one more question about this. You know, it seems like there's football has changed dramatically over time, right, just the style of football and kind of the norms of it, but also coaching as well. And it used to be, you know, the Bear Bryants and maybe some of the, the old guard, the Nick Sabans of the world are, are uh, can we say, on the serious side. And not to say that you're not serious, but I don't think Dabo or I don't think Nick Saban's doing club lit in the locker room when it's all said and done. And when you sit here and you go, hey, this is what I want this to be. I mean, you know, I'm a young coach. I want to get in here and make my mark and do this the way I w- would have liked it to be done or something like that. And you start throwing parties in the locker room post game. What's that kind of where does that all come from? And what do you think is the right way to go about it? Well, the crazy part about it is that two years ago, two seasons ago at Austin P, we had lost 46 out of the last 47 games and 29 games in a row. And, uh, we went and played Cincinnati to start the season, uh, had an opportunity to beat them, turned the ball over on the three, uh, got stopped on fourth and one from the, from the two, uh, and I think got beat like 20 to 13 to break a, you know, that we were 55-point underdogs. So I felt a lot better about what direction our program was heading. Then we go the next week, we go play Miami of Ohio, and they just swamp us. I mean, they they beat us up, and, and we looked disinterested to be there, and so I went back in and I talked to the leadership committee the next week and I said, what is it? You know, Monday through Friday, you guys have so much energy. You're enjoying practice. We're getting better. And then Saturday, you know, the, the game day, y- y'all don't even look interested in being out there. What what do I need to change? What do I not know uh, that we need to fix? And uh, one of our, our fifth-year seniors, Max Ewalt, said, Coach, uh, Monday through Friday, we get to hide. We nobody sees us. We don't lose a football game. He said Saturdays we've lost around here for so long that they're not fun, and uh, nobody enjoys it. So I said, you know what? We're playing Morehead State that week, who was non-scholarship. And I said, if we can find a way to win this game, nobody in the country is going to have more fun enjoying success than we will. And uh, so we end up finding a way to win the game. We tear down the goalpost. Uh, we smoke cigars in the locker room. Uh, I think it took like two weeks to air it out. Yeah. Uh, we, we, you know, we practice on like an 80 yard field because there's a big hole in both end zones for, for two weeks. And, um, we enjoyed it. And so every game that year, we ended up going eight and one against FCS competition. And uh, every game that year, we, we enjoyed it. And to me, it's always stuck with me that if you don't enjoy your success, then why are you doing it? And so every game for us, when we win is a party, uh, we got a DJ in there. He comes every game. If we win, he goes home. If we, I mean, if, if we win, he sets up, if we lose, he goes home and, uh, turn the lights out, turn the disco ball on, strobe lights on. And I usually try to find some kind of unique celebration that we can go in there and enjoy. And, uh, but I think it's really important to enjoy success because, uh, that'll that'll give them that that feeling and that taste that I think will push them through the week. They'll crave that feeling again. And uh, you know, if you're not enjoying the successes, then why are you doing? That's awesome. Will, you're from Chattanooga. You got your your coaching start at Chattanooga, but then you get your first head coaching job at Austin P. But at that moment, Austin P. 
was arguably one of the toughest, if not the toughest, jobs in Division One football. I mean, I think that they had lost something like 45 out of 46 games. It was not a good state of affairs uh, in Clarksville, Tennessee. What drew you to the Austin P job, and how were you able to embrace the challenge of rebuilding that program? Well, it was a 256-ranked job out of 256 Division One jobs. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so, obviously, the, the talent pool, uh, the candidate pool was extremely large. Uh, with, uh, I think, every volunteer coach in the country felt like they could get it. And, uh, and so I got it because I, I think nobody else wanted it. And uh, it felt really good about the recruiting area, um, an area I was really familiar with. Um, I felt like I could bring a great staff in there, uh, even though at the at the beginning they gave me two hundred fifty thousand dollars to hire ten full time assistants and a director of football operations, um, and then uh, you know we raised some money to be able to get that up to, to hire a great staff, and uh, and I also feel like any point in time when you're a thirty year old head coach, uh, you want to take a program where you feel like you can exceed expectations, and for me. If you won two games in four years, I thought they'd build a statue of us. So, (laughs) you know, it was, excuse me, it was a perfect job to take when you're learning. And uh, we're able to, we recruited the number one recruiting class in FCS football after going 0-11 in year one. And, uh, you know, created a buzz about the program. Broken attendance record was the nation's longest losing streak. I think that that city was hungry for a, for a, a competitive football team and, uh, you know, like I said, you got hot, and your your guys believed, and and we started to overachieve, and it and it snowballed in a really good way from there. And uh, you know w- what uh, what they've been able to do since, I think is uh, is I mean it's it's really incredible to, to think that two years ago we were trying to get the first win in in four years, and and now they're in the you know the final eight of the NCAA playoffs, and and. Uh, some really good players on that team, some really good leaders on that team, and, and just so excited for their success. Well, you know, it's interesting, too, as they Austin P playing Bozeman in, in, at Montana State tonight, 6 o'clock kickoff Mountain Standard Time, and you, you talked about the number one FCS recruiting class that year, but I think you, you were a top five FCS recruiting class all each year that you were there, and so the group that's there is an unbelievably talented group right now uh, that you brought in. I know that you're preparing for the bowl game and everything. you got your hands full of Charlie but are you are you keeping an eye on what's going on with the governors and as they're making this kind of playoff run here? And what do you expect tonight out of them as they're playing at Montana State? Have been rolling here this last you know month, six weeks of the season, including into the playoffs and through a couple of weeks. I hadn't missed the game. Um, you know, there's a there's a part of your heart that rips out every time you turn on the. I mean, most of them are on ESPN Plus, so you're watching it on your phone, but. Um, you know, because you, you invested so much with those guys, you got such great relationships and, and really the last picture they have of you is you walking out on them to take a, you know, a bigger job and a job that pays more money. And, and those guys that are still playing right now are the reason why I have this opportunity. And so, you know, the, the worst part about this profession is, um, sometimes things that you feel like you're going to be beneficial for your family and for your assistants. Um, you know, you're also leaving a group behind that's really the ones who have done the work and, and given you the opportunities. So um, I, I think Mark Hudspeth has done an amazing job. And, and for those who don't remember him, Mark was the head coach at, at Louisiana and uh, was one of the top coaches in the country. I mean, I feel like every year he was mentioned for ACC and SEC jobs and did a tremendous job there, uh, left there and took an assistant job at Mississippi State and uh, and, and they were really fortunate to, to get him at Austin P. And what he's done has been amazing. Uh, I know they wish they even had a couple games back this year, you know, lost to Tennessee State and I lost to East Tennessee and then up 24, uh, 24 to 10, I think, late in the game against Central Arkansas. That, that could be a, a 14 and 0 group coming in, coming in tonight. So, um, it's a, it is a very talented football team. It's a, it's a group that, uh, went through a disappointing last a season last year going from eight and four to, Five and six, you know, I felt like I didn't do a great job as a head coach there a year ago. Uh, and so they're hungry. And they're, uh, I don't think they're staged, or I don't think they're phased by the big stage. Uh, you got a lot of older guys on that on that team that, that uh, provides some stability. And uh, I know they'll be really excited about another opportunity to head west. I, I think the trips, you know, I mean, they, they got back at 7 a.m. Uh, last Sunday from 
from California, and now you got to turn around and go back to Montana. So a lot of traveling over the last couple of days, a short week for them, but uh, always expect those guys to go out and play really well. Are you jealous you're missing the trip to Montana in the middle of December? <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I feel the... like it's Montana here right now. We just had a practice this morning, and it's freezing cold and raining. I'd rather it be snowing. Uh, no, I'm not jealous of being in Montana, but I am jealous of being with that group of guys. Uh, and a special group that's changed the entire – I mean, they've made Austin P a top ten program in the country. And, and four years ago, three seasons ago, that was the worst job in the country. That group went 0-11. Um, and, you know, Javon Craig and some of those guys that are playing, Pintel Williams, those guys are playing great football. Not only did they sign with an 0-11 football team, they went through an 0-11 season. And uh, to see how they've changed the face of that program and changed the culture there, something I'm really proud of. It, it, uh, it, it makes me feel good because the promise that I had for them, you know, we're going to win an OVC championship, we're going to play in the playoffs, compete for a national championship is actually happening. Uh, the problem is they had to get rid of me to make it happen. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll get you out of here on this. It's interesting because you mentioned Javon Craig, and, and this little interview that we're doing, all roads lead to Chattanooga. J- Javon Craig's from Chattanooga. He talked about growing up there and watching FCS National Championship games and wanting to get back to that point yourself. You're from Chattanooga, started your coaching career at Chattanooga, and the FCS National Championship game used to be in Chattanooga. You yourself... Well, quarterback of the Richmond Spiders when you guys beat the University of Montana in the 2008 National Championship game. So what do you remember about that game, and what's special about your hometown to you? I remember getting a personal foul on punt return uh, because <laughs> one of those big old boys from Montana, like, pancaked me, and I couldn't get out from underneath them. Uh, so that, that was basically the only way I could get in the stat book. I was uh, – uh, and we only had two quarterbacks on the roster, I think, but I was still listed as fourth team, if I can remember correctly. Uh, <laughs> but, the, you know, I remember Lawrence Sidberry going off. Uh, mm-hmm. I remember a throwback pass from John Crone back to Eric Ward for a touchdown. Um, you know, we were up 21 nothing, I think, at one point in time. Uh, I also remember the wideout uh, on the first series. Um, uh, the guy that played for the Titans. Uh, Mark Mark, is it Mariani? Yep. Yeah. Uh, dove laid out and, and caught a huge pass on the first drive. Uh, and you're like, oh my goodness. You know, I think there was a transfer quarterback. It, it looked like the entire Big Ten was on the, or Big 12 was on the offensive line. <laughs> um, and, you know, so it was, it was a really good football team. We were, we were hot. It was a, it was a very similar story to what we have here right now. Uh, we had gone four and three, lost to Virginia. Uh, Villanova and James Madison. So we had to win out to make the playoffs. Uh, and then it just scored in the last 15 seconds of the game the week before against Northern, Northern Iowa to make it there. And so a uh, special group, great group of people. Um, I'll always remember that season and that game. Uh, but uh, I remember Brandon Fisher being on the team. How about I played Brandon Fisher in the national championship game and the state championship game. Um, I actually right. played a little bit more in the state championship game than I did the national championship game. But I uh, took the last snap and uh, remember holding up the trophy in my hometown, uh, a game that I'd always dreamed of playing in since I got to Richmond. And, uh, you know, even went and watched it whenever I was playing at Richmond, just thought about how cool it would be to play my last game in my hometown. And for that to happen was uh, was remarkable. Uh, great experience and, um, you know, remember it forever. Well, Will, we certainly appreciate your time. You've been very generous with it. Best of luck on uh, December 20th against Buffalo in the Bahamas Bowl. Find a, a, a nice tall water slide to slide down and enjoy it over there and uh, and then go win the football game, all right? I'll do it. Thanks, guys. Appreciate your time. And uh, I know you're not supposed to say this in Montana, but go Govs. <laughs> there you go. Go goes from Will Healy, the former Austin P head coach, current Charlotte 49ers head coach. It was great to uh, to talk with him. We certainly appreciate his time. That's our Opportunity Bank Coach's Corner. Brought to us by, well, Opportunity Bank, your local bank, your opportunity. Hey, want to remind everybody, you still got time. Go check out the FCS Speculators podcast, will you? We've been putting this on uh, all football season long. There's another one out for you right now, but uh, you can. there's a lot of great information for you about all these quarterfinal games, including tomorrow's North Dakota State-Illinois State game. You go check that out wherever you get your Tutel Nuanas podcast. You listen to the uh, FCS Speculators podcast as well. We'll take a quick break, come back, wrap up the week, and get set for kickoff in Bozeman and Ogden right after this. 
Coulter, you have a business, and your business is based in the World Wide Web. Indeed I do, so I'm on my computer all the time. And if you're not online, you're not making money, and it is important to make sure that you're online and secure. Am I right? Absolutely. Got to be cyber safe this day and age. Well, for you business owners out there, whether you have an online business or a brick-and-mortar business, it's still running through the web. We all know that's a fact. And in today's always-on world, your business demands a simpler approach to network security. At Blackfoot Communications, they deliver state-of-the-art security solutions from the perimeter to the endpoint devices and remote data backup for businesses across the state of Montana. They do. They're keeping everybody cyber-secure and ensuring that businesses run the way that they need to across the state. So ensure your company's network is online all the time. For more information, visit goblackfoot.com slash business. That's goblackfoot.com slash business. And you can click the link right here in the old podcast. We've made it so very easy for you. Go visit and find out how to keep your business or the business of people you know secure online with Blackfoot. And again, want to say a big thanks to uh, to Mike Hope and Tony over at the Rockin' R Bar in Bozeman for hosting today. Uh, Coulter was over there uh, for the show and uh, a great spot over there. If you're in Bozeman, if you're going to the game, hey, even if you're not, head over to the Rockin' R Bar for the fifth quarter. Great drink specials after the game's going to be over at nine. You can see what happens down in Ogden. Watch the second half of, uh, of the Grizz-Weber State game. Keep an eye on everything that's going on there and uh, have yourself... Well, a great post-game and pre-graduation in Bozeman at the Rock and R Bar. So, again, thanks to them uh, for supporting the show and supporting uh, uh, what we're doing over there as well. It's really, uh, really good of them. Hey, uh, if you would like to listen to this show on the podcast, you can do that. It's available, well, wherever you get your podcasts. It's there thanks to the Wingate by Wyndham Hotel. We're going to finish up the week with our two-minute mashup here in just a couple of minutes, but a couple of quick final thoughts. By the way, a quick update. It is 7 nothing now in favor of James Madison early in the second quarter of this football game. Northern Iowa is driving. They picked up a couple first downs here. They're out to about the uh, 35-yard line, 40-yard line or something like that uh, in their own territory, but they do have the ball, but just a 7-point game now. James Madison scoring on their second uh, possession of the game, so up uh, uh, early in that one, but still close football game on ESPN, too. Uh, as I've thought about these games for Montana and Montana State, and Coulter said it nicely, I mean, for these two teams to be uh, where we knew they could be, but you never know, you know if you're going to fulfill potential until you, in fact, do it uh, or don't. And both these teams have. And uh, I think both fan bases have great reason for, uh, for excitement, for optimism about the teams, what they've accomplished this season, and what they could accomplish tonight. And the fact that both these teams are into the national quarterfinals and are both, if you believe the pundits, favored in this football game uh, is pretty impressive. And, and it's exciting. And, and you know, the rivalry is a great one and, uh, and should always have uh, some, some tension and some contention with it. But also, I think that the state of Montana in, at large should be excited about the quality that both of these football programs have ascended to this year and hopefully what is a foundation for future success uh, going forward. Now, we could talk about legacies and all that kind of stuff when the season is over. But it ain't over yet. It's kicking off in Bozeman right now and in two hours in Ogden, Utah. And so until, you know, let's see what happens and enjoy it. But for both teams to be playing nationally, you know, uh, uh, obviously important, but also televised or exposed games on December the 13th is big time. And it's uh, it's big for the state of Montana. It's big for both cities, both universities, and, uh, and important because really both football programs, both athletic departments are the front door to uh, the schools and and uh, and and that is uh, an important part of what university life in America is I mean it just it's a reality uh, and it's exciting and I for one can't wait to get going okay hope you're on with me on this boys and girls enjoy the two-minute mashup 
I mean, I'm a simple man. I got free cars. Hello, Montana. Montana, 73-28, their win over southeastern Louisiana. I know Maury got that record today, and, and I'm sitting here, and we're talking about how many yards I passed for, but zero sacks, that's the, that's the highlight of the day for me. Dalton Sneed Coulter was as good as I've seen him. I thought the quarterback today really played at such a high level. Everything that he did, it just seemed like it turned to gold, man. He's a good player. He's He was... I don't want to say he's fun to watch. Maybe if I was sitting in the stands, he'd be fun to watch. But on the sidelines, he's a nightmare. Saturday was Montana's dream game. To have gotten into the playoffs for the first time since 2015, to be now into the quarterfinals for the first time since 2012. Exciting for us to be back in the quarterfinals. Well, they never won the fourth. I think that's the albatross that is the asterisk on Bobby Houck's career. Our football program's the most visible thing at this university. Bo Baldwin leaving the Power Five to go be a head coach again in the Big Sky Conference, and not just in the Big Sky Conference, Cal Poly, major news breaking out of the Big Sky Conference. Northern Colorado has hired Ed McCaffrey to be its new uh, head football coach. Every coach in every league in America is going to always talk about how good their league is. I like those people. What a day for Montana State. There's no doubt that uh, it was a complete victory in all three phases. Tucker Rovig put on a show. When you play one of the 16 best teams in the country, you're going to need your best. All right, Isaiah, if you're really, if you're really this into it, you're on. Go do and it. he goes and blocks a point. You, know, you turn a step back into a comeback, and I really think that's what we did. Will Healy joining us. He's the head coach of uh, the Charlotte 49ers. If you won two games in four years, I thought they'd build a statue of it. Every game for us, when we win, is a party. And I said, if we can find a way to win this game, nobody in the country is going to have more fun, enjoy success than we. So we end up finding a way to win the game. We tear down the goalposts. We smoke cigars in the locker room. I think it took like two weeks to air it out. Dick Don Sneed, pretty mature guy. And I think he understands what this all means, what it means to him, what it means to the people. He's got to stay locked in, prepare as if we haven't played him. I mean, I don't want to grovel. Play every game like it's your last, and if you're fortunate enough to get the one after that, you go and play that one like it's your last as well. I got my own life to live, too. Why am I watching what you're doing? Oftentimes, it's just lip service. Love the Red Box Bowl. How long before Red Box will be going away following Blockbuster Video? Yeah, and then I love Missoula, Montana, too. I love Missoula. Great spot. <laughs> Very good. Excellent work. Getting Jesse Palmer in there on the uh, Missoula love at the end. Uh, excellent work, David, as always. Appreciate that. Producing the show for us and putting together the two-minute matchup each and every week. Uh, that was that was pretty fun. Boys and girls, just about through on a Friday night. Still 7 nothing. James Madison. They got the ball back there at the 50-yard line. You can watch on ESPN2. But right now on ESPN plus ESPN3, kicking it off in Bozeman, Montana. Montana State, Austin P. Enjoy that. And then the Grizz and Weber State at 8 p.m. It's all icing, right? At this point, maybe they got a win tonight, and then it's all icing. Okay, a win today into the semifinals. See what happens with Northern Iowa, Illinois State. But you win tonight. For the Cats and the Grizz, and the season is just a a glistening golden success. Period. End of story. So you got to go get it done the day before graduation for crying out loud. You know what I'm saying? Make it happen. Walk tomorrow. Have a great week. And then play with house money in the semifinals, even if it is in Fargo and at James Madison. Who cares? Let it happen. I'm off to a 7th grade basketball game and then in front of my television for the very long haul. Look forward to uh, all of it. Boys and girls, great week to be with you. Enjoy the safe scene Monday. Whether you're traveling to Missoula for business, a family visit, or to watch the Grizz game, the Wingate wants to be your home away from home. Call the Wingate to find out how we can take care of your next trip to Missoula. From conference rooms to great complimentary breakfast to an indoor water park, we have what you need and what you want when traveling. The Wingate of Missoula is a proud supporter of Grizzly and Lady Grizz Athletics, and we look forward to making you feel at home when you're not. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia? When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org.